0: Welcome to the Mary D. Show. I'm your host, Mary D., here to be your guide as we extract wisdom and life lessons from top CEOs, thought leaders, artists, spiritual luminaries, and wellness experts. My intention is to bring you value in every show that sparks an idea, helps you break a limiting belief, or creates thoughts that up level your life so that you can know from the deepest depths of your soul that everything you want is available to you and that abundance is your birthright. In 2018, I healed from breast cancer, holistically after surgery, without the use of chemotherapy or pharmaceuticals. I love biohacking and plant medicine and exploring spirituality and what it means to be in relationship with source so that we can feel whole and complete no matter what life throws at us. My specialty in the business world is strategy and leadership and my gift to each of you is my ability to listen so that I can help others see themselves. In each episode, I wanna sprinkle you with some hope dust, tickle your funny bone, and inspire you to find your inner roar. Get ready to live your most purposeful and joy-filled life now, and enjoy the show. If you've never heard the term scanxiety, it's a term that's used to describe the anxiety that a person might feel when they know that they need to have or are about to undergo some kind of medical scan like a mammogram or an ultrasound or an MRI, something along those lines. And I first learned about scanxiety as a word at the Breasties. Many of you know, I am chair of the board for Breasties.org, a beautiful community of women who are breast cancer survivors, thrivers and advocates. and. The information in that community for anyone that is going through or is familiar with breast cancer. I can't tell you enough. Head over there, be with the breasties, see what they're about. And they do also, quick plug, they have a camp coming up in June. And we're looking for sponsors, also looking for anyone that you might know that's been affected by breast cancer. And this camp is going to be an amazing way for them to create connection and community and a lot of healing. So, I definitely understand what anxiety is, but let me tell you scanxiety is a whole new level of anxiety. It's a whole new category. In general, I would tell you that I am not an anxious person. I do a pretty good job at regulating my nervous system and I have some really good tools that allow me to take a pause when chaos is going on. And the tricky part though about This belief system is that most of the time it does serve me. However, I got to learn something new about myself recently and it was such a great lesson because I also know that there are other strong men and women out there who are holding their shit together and probably allow a lot of things to slide right off their back. And if you are a pull up your bootstraps and get it done kind of person like I am, then it's very possible that you too may be bypassing or even stuffing down feelings sometimes that actually need to be processed. And sometimes we can get away with letting the small thing slide. For example, the guy that cuts you off in morning traffic. Maybe you do a quick swear or you do the opposite. You give a quick blessing and you're on your way and you don't think much about it, right? Someone that cut you off in morning traffic is not someone you're going to be thinking about at 10 p.m. at night when you're ready to go to bed. In early April, I was cruising along with a girlfriend of mine and we're headed down to grab some brunch and I happened to reach over and feel my right breast and in the same spot where I was originally diagnosed with breast cancer, where I felt my original lump, I noticed that there is a small, little, hard bump. For me, feeling a hard bump or a bump of any kind for that matter, it sends a little red flag up. And when that flag goes up, I remind myself that not every bump is a bad bump. Not every bump is a bad thing. I know that if I allow myself to believe that every bump is a bad thing, then my mind is immediately going to go to the worst place, which is, has cancer returned to my body? And some of you might be wondering, especially if you've never dealt with a cancer diagnosis of why I might wonder About cancer returning. And that's because something that I learned after being a cancer patient is that cancer recurrences actually happen pretty frequently, and even more so in breast cancer in particular. And the doctors are there to remind you that it's a possibility. And those thoughts, I would say, may start to diminish a tad with each passing year, but they're still there. So when I was diagnosed with cancer, I only had the tumor in my right breast. And one of the reasons that I opted for a double mastectomy was because my plastic surgeon, who works on boobs all day long and has for years, explained to me that very often she has women who come to her who only had had a lumpectomy or a single mastectomy. And now they're working with her on a reconstruction of that breast or they are looking for reconstruction in both breasts because the good breasts that they had kept at one time has now received a recurrence of cancer, or just the way it looks, breasts don't age the same when one has an implant and one doesn't. When one has had a lumpectomy, it's about 25% at least smaller than it was to begin with. So now it's sizably smaller than the opposite breast. There's lots of reasons. There's a logic here that says your chances of breast cancer recurrence greatly drop if you don't have any breast tissue for cancer to live in. Most insurance companies will actually cover a double mastectomy with reconstruction when someone has a single breast cancer because they also understand what the numbers can look like. If you wanna take a step further, I can tell you that even amongst the community that has the BRCA gene, you'll often hear it as the BRCA gene mutation, Angelina Jolie made it famous. Basically, this gene mutation says that the recipient has an 86 percentile chance of having breast and or ovarian cancer in their lifetime. So for anyone that has gotten gene tested and has decent insurance, it's very likely that your insurance plan would actually cover a preventative mastectomy. For insurance companies, it's less expensive to pay for prevention instead of paying to fight the actual disease on a diagnosis that has such a high percentage of likelihood. There's also some other considerations that are less about saving a life and more about aesthetics, or even trying to restore a level of dignity or identity around whatever value a person might feel they receive by having breasts in particular. There's also some other considerations that are less about saving a life and more about aesthetics. Or even trying to restore a level of dignity or identity around whatever value a person feels they receive by having breasts. And in particular, how a woman feels about having actual breasts. The liberated hippie in me says, take my breasts because those aren't what make me a woman. But the other part of me that has had boobs longer than she hasn't had them wants to be able to still retain my curves because they are still, to me, a part of my feminine identity and something that I still want to be able to enjoy. Anytime my body is off or I'm not feeling well, I don't hesitate to get things checked out. I do hair testing as well as blood tests a few times a year to understand my own body's baseline of health and to gauge where it's at. These tests help me know if I'm getting enough vitamins or minerals, whether there's heavy metals or toxins, and they're also a good indicator of my overall physical health. There's also a mental health check. This is where I check in with myself or where I'm at with stress levels, how I feel about all the areas of my life and whether I'm living in alignment or not. After I felt the bump, I made my doctor's appointment and they immediately ordered me an ultrasound. Unfortunately, I wasn't going to see the doctor for that ultrasound for two weeks. And for the next two weeks, I was off. I was having this internal dialogue with myself around knowing that something isn't quite right. And it wasn't immense. It was maybe like 2% off. I didn't feel like it was a physical issue because I was still getting in my workouts, getting my sunshine, my sauna, cold therapy. However, What was happening is that I was facing a lot of resistance when it was time for cold therapy, and I don't typically resist those the way I was noticing it in my body that I was resisting it this time around. I also was feeling a lot of resistance around journaling, and I have been journaling since I was like nine years old. For me, journaling is a really great way of processing my thoughts and my feelings there is something about getting everything out on paper and looking at it and asking myself questions and giving myself reflections. It's a healing experience for me. I really love writing, but over the last couple of weeks, I just couldn't get myself to pick up a pen. Again, there was resistance. I also don't consider myself someone who goes to food when I'm emotional. However, I did notice that my desire for my very favorite cookies from Jimbo's of which I was not resisting were top of mind. And they are called pumpkin caboodles. And they're these really super delicious pumpkin chocolate chip cookies that I would label healthy junk food. And maybe I call them healthy junk food just to feel better about eating so many of them. But either way, these awesome pumpkin caboodles that I would typically buy once in a while, I was now buying two boxes at a time. Let me also note that this little box of caboodles are each like 10 bucks a batch. So I'm literally investing in these cookies like it's a Girl Scouts campaign. To top it all off, I've also been having a conversation with a guy I really liked We were setting up our real first date. We had been setting up the state for weeks. Schedules were finally aligning and I was waffling. So here I am walking around in the world just a couple of degrees off in these very small and subtle ways that I couldn't put together at the time. I was only able to put these things together when I look back and reflect on the situation now that I'm on the other side of it. These things were not fully in my awareness at the time that they were happening. And I'll also quickly mention that one of the judgments that I have to work on is how I personally feel about indecision. Oftentimes, I'm irritated by indecisiveness. It's probably one of the reasons I've been able to find success faster in life. So hear me out. It's not because I've been successful my first tries. It's because I fully committed to deciding quickly, even if that means failing a hundred times, I'm doing it with speed. So for every bad decision, I get to see the lesson or repeat the lesson until I make a different decision because I learned from the failures. My best advice for anyone is be willing to make mistakes and make them quickly. We all experience pain in life. And if you wanna make life more painful, be indecisive because it will keep you in the zone of pain. If you wanna create relief in your life, then make your decision and make it quickly. The pain will either be over or you will quickly know that you need to pivot to a new decision. And that typically will get you out of pain and into relief a lot faster. So here I am again, waffling in my indecision on whether I'm actually going to meet this guy or not. And I'm laughing at myself because I'm confirming with him one minute and the next minute I'm adjusting my plans again. And I was getting irritated with myself because the story I was telling myself is that he is going to be really irritated with me for changing my mind. The funnier part about this is that he's excited to meet me. He's been excited to meet me. And I could have changed my mind a hundred times and he'd still be around and excited to meet me. Ah, the stories, the stories we tell ourselves. So now... It's the morning of my actual scan and I pop into the same doctor's office where I had my very first ultrasound and mammogram where they diagnosed me with breast cancer. I really don't like walking into this place because it represents the potential for bad news. I also know that I want to know what's going on with my body and I would rather show up and find out that it's nothing than wait and allow it to become something worse than it could have been if I had just gotten it checked out sooner in the event that it was something. So for those of you that follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I have a pretty steady flow of feel it on the first campaigns and they are my way of advocating for self-breast and chest exams on a regular monthly basis to encourage early detection. It's how I found breast cancer and was able to find it early enough to take care of it. So if you haven't felt it on the first, then Give yourself a feel every month, same time, same place. And if you need more instructions, you can head over to at the Mary D and there'll be some field on the first campaigns there. You can't miss them. I'm usually topless. All right, so back to the story. After I change into my fun little blue gown, I head into the ultrasound and the practitioner, she is stoic. I tell her that I suspect it's just a little ball of dead fat Because sometimes that's what happens to fat that's been relocated on the body. It goes into what's called necrosis. And these little balls of fat necrosis are hard and small. And she doesn't say much. After a couple minutes, she steps out of the room to grab the radiologist. And the next thing I know, the radiologist is walking in. And lo and behold, to my surprise, it's the same guy that I've seen before. He is not someone I associate with good news because he was literally the very first person to ever tell me I had breast cancer. Except this time he has good news for me and he says that everything looks clear and I have nothing to worry about. I pop my clothes back on. I haul myself out of there, practically skipping to the car. And the minute I sit down in front of the steering wheel, I start crying. And in that moment, I realized that the reason I felt so off is because I had anxiety for the last two weeks and there it was. Sitting there, I was able to fully process it. For me, fully processing meant that I could identify what I was feeling and I knew why I was feeling it, I accepted it, and then I let it go. Releasing those tears let me release the anxiety and my state changed in a matter of seconds. I observed myself shifting into relief, and the relief shifted into gratitude, and then the gratitude turned into joy, and I was ready to live my life again. I immediately called up my new guy and said, sorry about the roller coaster ride. I put you through these last few days. I will see you tonight at six. And suddenly, everything felt aligned again, and I was back in my groove. No cookie cravings single and ready to mingle and lots of catching up to do on my writing, which I was looking forward to. And some of you might be thinking, okay, Mary, but what happens if you are in anxiety over whatever is happening in life and the news that we get isn't hopeful or positive or moving in the direction that we'd like to move? Maybe that anxiety is a stuck feeling. Well, my takeaway for you on this is when you feel like things are off, check in with yourself. If I had to do it over again. I would observe whatever it is that I was resisting. And instead of resisting, I would surrender. I would pick up that pen and I would write. I would ask myself what's off. And after I write about what's off, I'd make a list of all the ways I'm feeling resistance and where I'm feeling resistance. How is it showing up? I'd then ask myself, why am I feeling this resistance? And once I recognize why I'm feeling the resistance, I would ask myself why again. And I would keep asking myself why to every answer until I could either get to that core thing of what it was or get curious enough with myself to throw out some theories. And at the end of the day, I believe the act of writing would have allowed me to at the very least say to myself, I'm not excited about getting this lump looked at. And that's enough because the acknowledgement of what's wrong or that something is wrong could have been all that my brain needed to process in order to get me back on the right track. Not processing my feelings was a way of staying in the indecision that was keeping me just off, just slightly misaligned. We all know what it feels like in our body if something is misaligned. We need to run to the chiropractor. We need to stretch because just that little bit of off moves everything in a different direction because it's trying to compensate. So where in our life are we not aligned and where are we compensating or where are we creating space in our body where we have to overcompensate for something because we're not addressing it? The following night was a full moon and my girlfriend Allie created this really cool full moon gathering and there was just five of us, but it was so perfect because we talked about how the full moon is a great opportunity to release those things that don't serve us. And for me, that timing was impeccable. I did share my scanxiety story with a group of new strangers from the internet And what I found to be extra beautiful is that most of the women on the call were actually nurses, and it was really comforting to hear someone else remind me not to be too hard on myself. So whatever you're going through, whether it's scanxiety or anxiety or just a crappy day, I hope that you'll be kind and compassionate to yourself. I wish you the awareness to recognize when things in your life are off and the curiosity to go digging around for the answer so that you can identify what you're feeling and receive the peace that comes from processing those emotions rather than storing them. Do me a favor, and if you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. We'll see you back here next week with a very special guest. And until then, may abundance always walk beside you, may joy always go before you, and may love always guide you on your path. Thank you for joining us on today's show. I hope that today's session inspires you to live an aligned life where you get to take complete ownership of your feelings and decisions to live in your truth. You can connect with me at www.maryd.com. That's M-A-R-Y-D-E-E dot com. Follow and like us at Facebook or Instagram at the Mary D. That's the T-H-E Mary D. M-A-R-Y-D-E-E.